There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Shaver's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay. You let a woman beat ya. You little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? Closer to Don't, you. Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. And Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. You can fuck the lilies and the roses too. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. This cat, though, she's so cute. You can leave that in. Yeah, I'm going to. Ready? Go. Welcome to A Decade Under the Influence. Hi. This is our multi-movie review. Seven. Seven. We watch a lot of movies, you know that? I watch a lot of movies. Oh, here we go. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> I have to preview a lot of them. I thank you for saving me from a lot of the, the terribleness that I know is out there. You, yeah. you, you're like a, a filter for me. Keep me safe and warm. I, I do my best. I like it. But I'm working on doing even better. <laughs> Finally. But sometimes it's just that whole, like, however long the movie is, something stupid or fucked up going to happen. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm just safe watching my Mary Tyler Moore. Mm. Uh, kind of. Till you get to those hot parts. and It's dangerous. Hot parts? Where she just looks super cute. Oh, sure, but I mean, it's not... No, know. it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're going by year. Are you ready? I am. I, um, we have been, let's just say, busy this week, so uh, we yeah, didn't do I the switch off of reviews. And I think it's okay to, you know, pandemic is, it's a, fine. is a difficult period for people, and I really appreciate that you stepped up and, like... Uh, I know I haven't read or heard him yet, so maybe. <laughs> We're using the term stepped up loosely because I did this very quickly. And I like that it's a group effort because we've seen these movies because we do watch a lot of movies and like we can help each other through the fog because yeah. some of these were quite a bit ago, like early October. Uh, but we're starting with um, Trouble Man, 1972, directed by Ivan Dixon, who directed The Spook. Who sat by the door? Now, first off, I want to say that I watched this trailer last night, and it was hilarious. Hilarious, because the trailer was no help. Really? Yeah. I it it just it's a trailer with no without the guy. <laughs> it's just nothing. It just shows you some scenes from the movie. It doesn't say like coming soon or this guy's tough and he's <laughs> gonna take it or one man has the answer. <laughs> one none of that. It was hilarious. I mean a lot of these, you know, black exploitation movies only played in certain theaters and they had a yeah. lower budget. But they usually still had a guy. I was just like Yeah. Oh, because I basically remembered nothing of this movie, so I needed some help. And <laughs> The IMDb review was like a sentence long and also did not help. Wow. But I came up with this. Oh, yeah. I said, uh, the trailer was no help. Oh, yeah. The Chalky movie. And then I go, Mr. T is a cool problem solver hired by Chalky and Pete 
to help them with peeps, ripping off crap games, and something else, perhaps a gang war, and crime bosses uh, are out for Mr. T. I loved this movie. Okay, but I mean, like, you know... Help, basically got it. Help me out. No, I so, know there's something. And so, was he when I got that from IMDb that he's a problem solver? It's like yeah, he's like a, a, oh, is he just a and standing so community member. It so had a lot like, of the people. They have the billiards yes. call that he's like the yes. cool guy yet or whatever. He's not just the cool guy. He sits in the king's chair. Okay. The so, but what what is his title? It said problem solver on IMDb. He doesn't really have like a title. He's just one of those. Because like the cops like, the thing I don't like about you is you don't even have a job, yet you drive a nicer car than me. Um, but but he's, he's smooth. He's just a man about like deals, right? He's like sort of a, uh, he's able to connect a lot of people to a lot of different things. He runs, he's like the the person who sort of runs the pool hall on like the the larger management scale. He's like out, he, and he does a lot of problem solving. That's where the movie really kicks off. If you remember, like there's the what was it like a fire or something in the apartment complex, or there was some sort of issue. Where the girl gets, uh, like a little girl gets hurt, and the apartment manager is like not wanting to do anything about it, and he goes over there and like kicks in the door and is like, "I'll fuck you up if you don't fix this shit and call these people and cover those hospital bills." Oh, I love that! It I forgot amazing. about that. He's yeah, like, he keeps them in line. He just like goes. He's about a community him. leader. He is, um, and but he's got his like hands in a lot of a lot of pots. He's 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 working kind of all sides. He's he's that middleman and. The the chalky group comes to him and is like, "Hey, we're having this problem with getting rolled during our mm-hmm. our, our, our crap games." games. Um, but they're not really. The goal, and just to, you know, of course, spoilers because we're reviewing the whole fucking film, is that like it's a setup. The goal of this is to draw T into a would-be, like, gang fight between, what is it, Mr. Big or something dumb like that. It's some, like, real basic fucking gang lord name. Um, and Chalky and... Are they white people? Are there white people there that are presented one, as villains? Okay. Yeah, there is one white guy. Because you got to have some normal black exploitation yeah. constants. And then the other guys, there's, like, two two white guys, I think. And then the, um And then there's, like, the guy like from... Two. Spooky sat by the door, and then the guy from I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. Yes. Yep. Um, fuck, I love who him. else? There's like one other His guy. His partner. Isn't the main. The woman is in the it. Main, yeah, the ladies from Spooky oh, yeah. Sat by the Door. Um, and the. Wasn't the one guy, isn't he in Star Trek? Yes. Or maybe. Chalky. There was something where there was someone from Star Trek, and another person was from a different. But one of know, the like guys. Predator oh, 2 or and Aliens the, 3 or something. One of the um, the the like white bad guy is also a character from Spook. Is he? Yeah. He's not the FBI director, is he? No, he's okay. not the FBI director. That guy's too old. Uh, I just mean this this guy's much younger in, the, okay. in this film. Uh, great film though, super fun. Mr. T goes around solves problems, and when they try to get him in the middle, he's like, "That's not what you came to me for. Now you got to pay." And I liked. That like they kept trying to pay him off, like oh we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. He's like, I said I don't need a ten thousand dollars. I'm gonna collect it, and then I'm gonna then you're gonna pay the price. Mm. Then he kills everyone with his gun that he stole out of the evidence room. I don't know why I don't remember like any of this. I didn't like this as much as the other movie that we watched that we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
But you remember he still he steals that movie one evidence room because it wins like, best of the batch. The the cop who runs the evidence room room is his friend, but like he's like sort of a a, a pure technocrat where he's like. Oh, there's all these rules, and you need to know all these like really specific rules. And he gets his girlfriend to call and just ask about some of the rules, and because he's like, he asks these three questions, and it'll take like 15, 20 minutes, and I can go in and steal the things, and he will be absorbed and having the time of his life. Mm. I, I like that he had, had such good friendships. The time of the my life. Too. Yeah, I came away with a pleasant feeling, and that it was a competent cool director it, yeah. was, it did cool things it just wasn't my favorite and it was nice to know that like mr t was unoriginal like are <laughs> like i pity the fool eat my cereal mr t you know? <laughs> <laughs> that like i think he he had to have got this from oh, this. yeah had to have and we are here to let the people know yeah, yeah. that mr t is less original than you all thought derivative fucker uh, i think i gave this a seven maybe i don't know seven seven solid for this i like but i have it's just funny i hardly remember any i remember being upset when chalky died <laughs> <laughs> did he get all like was he chalky or no. it just, i think I, okay because chalky was one of the bad guys oh i don't know why i was upset maybe because it was a cool character and cool actor i don't know was that the star trek guy it was a star trek guy okay. and he he like he like it's a cool name he started backing out of like the bad idea that they had early on which i really liked because he sort of played the like guy who trained john rambo's uh, role for a little while uh-huh. and was doing the whole like oh man you go against mr t he's gonna come bring the bring the pain and like <laughs> starts laying it down and he's like, i didn't want to do it he made me do it t yeah but you did it anyway hmm. it's good i liked it it was fun I would recommend it. Y'all check out Trouble Man. It's a good afternoon. It's got good music to it as well. I remember the music being really good, and the music was really good in the trailer. The trailer does a good job letting you know that you might like this movie. There's going to be some funky beats. That was 1972. Are you ready to move on? Anybody? Uh, Victor, you want to up and down? (laughs) Thumbs up. Okay, uh, I wrote all this too close together. I did the thing where I was like giving myself spaces. I have five lines to write each short review, and then I ended up like, ugh. I shouldn't have done that. I just need a new notebook. I'm like getting near the end. So, Anyway, this is 1973's Summer Wishes, Winter Dreams. Fab Joanne Woodward and Rad Sylvia Sidney it's the cool lady from Beetlejuice in the, the whatever, the death area. She's like their caseworker or whatever. Uh, they are hanging out. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's like she's she's their caseworker. Yeah. Not in this movie. No, in Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. I'm still on the Beetlejuice thing yeah, of <laughs> where you all might recognize Sylvia Sidney from. And she's really cool in that movie, I Never Promised You a Rose Garden, yep. which we'll be podcasting soon. Anyway, Joanne Woodward and Sylvia Sidney are hanging out when something real damn bad happens. I'm pretty vague on this movie. And we watched it twice. This is a movie we watched <laughs> twice. Um, and Woodward and her hubby, Martin Balsam from 12 Angry Men, go to Europe and take time to see if they can make it in this cruel, harsh world. Discuss. <laughs> Uh, once again, I loved this movie. I loved it too. Uh, this is a really like good, uh, just interpersonal drama film. 
Um, I wish Sylvia Sidney was in it more. Yeah, yeah, because she gets cut short pretty pretty early on. It sucks, and she's great. She is great. But Joan Woodward is great too. Yeah, so this is the one where the the husband is a World War II veteran, yeah. right? And they go to the Correct. old oh, yes, battlefields yeah. and stuff. Help oh, us, I help us out, fill it in. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, but he has it's like P- how to deal with PTSD before people were really talking about it. Very much so. It's very much how to, how how they're dealing with like like family trauma in general. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot going on. Like her and her mother have a complicated relationship. Um, her and her kids have a very complicated relationship. I don't even remember the. Well, kids. you remember her her son like they they threw out of the house because he's queer. Um, oh. Her her daughter is kind of a spoiled brat in a lot of ways, <laughs> and like kind of has like a lot of expectations about. Do you remember the be son? Do we not on. see him? Do they just talk about him? We see him, but, but it's it's all in sort of like dreams and visions okay. and flashbacks and whatnot. Because it's hazy. Yeah. Weird. She has like a ton of guilt about it. Yeah. And isn't sure should. that she made the right decision. And well, and it's funny because she definitely, just a sidebar on that for a minute, she definitely had the like closer relationship with him and feels, I mean, that guilt is sort of doubled because of that. Because like she really wants to have that relationship back with him and is unsure how to rebuild that trust. And, and c- and she comes to find out that like he's having conversations with her husband, um, which she feels really kind of betrayed by. Um, it, it's it's there's it's a very deep dive emotionally. Her and her mom have a really com- complicated relationship, and like early on in the film, like you're saying, like her mom passes away due to like I think a heart attack or something. In a movie theater, it's, it's a Ooh. very uncomfortable movie theater scene for. Yeah, uh, the whole movie has some bits of kind of uncomfortable, but it it's good. Does. It has some real good like. It's a great seventies movie. Uh, dealing with like the loss, and then like having family members come in and be like, "We need to like free up these assets to like." live our dreams and do these things and her being like this is mine like i don't know why you're acting shitty about like selling off my mom's property and this farm like i have plans for it and then her daughter getting really mad at her about that because her husband has some plan that he needs money for or something dumb i don't remember i remember that too y'all need some family therapy yeah she's just like she's she's wanting to hang on to this nostalgia like they're it's not that she like really uses the property, but but for her, it's like one of the one of the few things in her life that that still brings her joy to think about. Yep. And yeah, why are they trying to take it away? Like from other people are like, we don't give a shit about that. <laughs> like, I also think that she, if if I remember this correctly, she's like in her head has promised this piece of property to her son mm-hmm. without telling mm-hmm. him because th- she thinks that that's going to solve like uh, some of that hurt that, that she's caused. Also, that, the flashback to her catching uh, him and his boyfriend like fooling around in, in his bedroom is really funny. <laughs> like <laughs> The front part of it because his, his, his boyfriend is like totally balleted out. And doing the whole like plie thing where he's just in the background the entire time they're fighting, just doing the doo. Ashes is standing doing doo. in it. Plie. Is <laughs> that a plie? The, the yeah. pl- plies and like, 
and doing all this like bending in a in a leotard and it's it's distractingly funny in the background you will enjoy it i recommend this uh i do want to mention the, the second part of this film then like dives into her and her partner's relationship um and really into that PS- ptsd and maybe also into um their relationship and how it is grown and maybe not maybe they haven't grown together like they would have liked to yeah, little surprises like her, her sort of learning more about the more difficult aspects of his life experiences and things mm-hmm. like that and like they come away sort of understanding each other better I feel like it's a good 70s movie where we're just like, we wrote some shit and then we filmed it. Yeah. And doesn't it have a good 70s ending? Oh, isn't it just like, perfect no more movie ending. for you. Get out of the theater. <laughs> Bye. Here was your, you know, deep vignette into this person's life. That's all you get. Done. <laughs> uh, I believe I would give this a seven or an eight. Uh, I think I might go higher and give this a nine. I liked this hmm. movie. Yeah. Thumbs up. Awesome. I agree with all that. I'm glad we watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, it was, there's a lot of movies that we watched before we were doing this, and I would like to kind of have a record of this. Yeah. So I'm this is good. Not upset about seeing it a second time. All right, moving on. 1973's the girl TV movie, The Girl Most Likely Two. <laughs> dot 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 dot. Uh, this is a TV movie about a woman, Stalker Channing. There are worse things I could do than go with a boy or two. Uh, this woman is apparently given makeup by TV film crew to appear less cute. And she is bullied hard, very hard, by folks at school until she gets into an accident and is given plastic surgery and is now way hot. And completely different looking. Oh, yeah. She gets an idea. I will go back and take these horrible bullies off of the count. Discuss. <laughs> I didn't like this movie. Wrong. This gets a 7 5. This is possibly the best TV movie ever fucking made. You love this movie. I didn't love this movie. For like as for 1973, it was like, you know, talking about bullies and it's just this great well, I, revenge I, picture. I get it. Yeah, it's definitely. I love it. It's a great cult movie. Highly <laughs> recommend it. What's your problem with this? Uh, I mean, it was just so like my. Amazing. My relationship to everything is like about my vision of how beautiful I am. And but it's exposing. It's like a John Waters movie, man. This movie. Woo. <laughs> I guess. I like it. I think it. It's a a good comedic treatment of examining pretty privilege and like how how people who, especially women, who are not pretty or regarded as pretty in any conventional way or whatever, like are treated generally and how that you know especially then was was just fully acceptable like it wasn't like people didn't realize that they were mistreating people who didn't have pretty privilege it just was completely socially acceptable to be like that and be like you know you don't get to do these things you don't get to have this kind of social access 
and you get to just be like someone we push around and who does this thing or that thing for us. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it was you're wrong. Just how much they leaned into the, the whole, like everything is about male gaze that I didn't like about it. Like even when like this script is flipped and she's a hottie, like, like, old men are like saying wildly inappropriate things to her and she's just like i'm beautiful now it's great i do like this attention and i'm like ah, i hate this so much that's like much. the funny like camp of it too plus i always have to go back to like 1973 and oh i know like, we're gonna get this on the tape i'm just impressed that they were examining it this way and it was one of those like I'm going to kill all of you. I normally don't like those kind of revenge films, but like I liked this because I felt it was done in a silly made-for-TV campy way. Yeah. And I liked... Well, there, but also, help me fill in the gaps. She does like kill all these people. And yep. is it like... Yeah. Is it an ironic kind of thing? Uh, I don't remember. It's, like, done, it's done to the theme of the way that they mistreated her. There yeah. we go. Okay. And Do you remember <laughs> any of them? I any th of remember them? there was skydiving for Moose. Like, if you really want to fuck me good, you got to take me out to the middle of nowhere. Somewhere we can only get if we go skydiving. <laughs> and his name is Moose. And How can you not love this movie? <laughs> oh, then there's the guy who ditched her, oh. um, who, you know, heard her over the phone and was like, oh, yeah, come see me. And he saw her and was like, oh, we got we to gotta split. We got to get out of here. The pool After guy. asking her to buy him and all his friends drinks. Uh, so, and that was at the billiards hall. So, she killed him with a pool ball. Explode the old exploding eight ball trick. I feel like we're I lucky this movie got Ed made. Ed Asner said. Ed <laughs> Asner, I forgot. Lou Grant is in the house. And motherfucker hooks up with her at the end. That she's is like, that is weird. She's like dad age or more on Stalker Channing in this movie and. I mean, Lou Grant does have going for him that he always looks a lot older than he was. He's still alive, <laughs> which is completely baffling. He looked like he was 60 in, in 1972. That's true. But it's still one of those. But it, it's it's played so campy. It is. Because yeah. it's like, this movie reminds me a lot of Carrie, minus all the, like, you know, the psychokinesis or whatever it's called. Telekinesis, telekinesis. whatever powers. Minus all that. What it's like kind of the basic theme, but like. Carrie is a lot more stressful to watch than she this. I had fun with this movie. Yeah. With this one, it's all about her being really smart. Mm. Right. And that's why she ends up with, I mean, yeah, the whole like really disgusting age difference aside, the reason that she chooses him is because he mm -hmm. was into her before her transformation and like really admired her for being super smart. What? Yeah, I liked all that. Just some unfortunate casting. He was into her for being smart for how she killed those people. Oh, I like that too. I forgot she about wasn't. that. Remember, I the like only it more time again. that they talked pre previous to her becoming hot was when he caught her in the parking lot and copped her up and was all like, what are you doing out here? Why are you in a parking lot getting into your own car? Oh, he copped yeah. her up. He didn't cop a feel. No, he was no, being, he was just you know, being a shitty cop. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, fuck off. I don't remember that. Fucking detective asshole. You don't need this bullshit. How she killed the girl? Backflips out the window? Yes. That was awesome. Which, I mean, you can't even really call, but, call murder. She was just like... 
I don't know if you're cute enough to fucking take care of we're our saying that brand. too. There were a couple of things where like, okay, you didn't actually. There's she was like setting up situations right. where someone got killed, so yeah. she didn't have like complete blame, right? Right. Yeah. I don't remember how did she kill the doctor, but okay, right before oh, that though. But she was the presented. Doctor, she she did the same thing from the hospital where she puts him on the on a gurney for a surgery that's about to happen. That he doesn't need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. No, I'm just uh, just a small clarification. She she does present. She is presented as a different person, right? Like, I mean, they don't recognize they her. They do not recognize okay. her, no. Don't they a little bit? And then someone's like, oh, because she has the same name even though, right? She does, but she's introducing herself with a different, like a, a fake name. I just remember a scene where someone's like, oh, you remind me of a bully or your name reminds me of someone I bullied or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. Hmm. Yeah, so I didn't love the movie. I didn't That's love crazy. it. Uh, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a bad movie. It, may, it could be I the very best bril- TV brilliant. movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I don't really discount it. I just like maybe it could have been like where you were at in your head. Like, have fun with it. We're gonna watch it again. Yeah, I yeah. wish that you didn't hate it. Did you really hate it? No. I just said I didn't like it. That's different than hating. But we had fun watching it. Right? I did have it fun just, watching it. it was, Pain for you? It's yeah. a little bit. It's a little bit painful. That's crazy. A little bit. It's like it's Ugh. interesting. I, and I think part of it too is like she was supposed to be really smart. She had like five degrees in like nursing and fucking like that's cool. All kinds of things. Refreshing. They didn't really. They didn't really lean on that very much until she was beautiful and like it's in there. I I just wish that like they oh, would have right? given she us just, more of that. She wasn't doing a lot of the things that the other kids were doing, so she just like studied and like did really good at school. It was took like all her these classes. Fifth college that she was going to. I liked all that. Yeah, I I predict you might like this better upon a second next time watching viewing. Were you constipated or something? Were you in pain when we watched <laughs> this movie? Because I can relate to that. Constantly in pain. <laughs> yeah. Your shoulder was acting up, maybe. That's right. He's like, just get through the stupid My TV movie. Or you just heard up. TV movie and shut down. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> TV movie? God, why do you do this? <laughs> I'm sorry that I did this to you. You liked it, right? Yeah. A little bit more. It's like one, two, three. I- I'm going to give it a, a, a five. Five. Oh, man. I found it. Maybe six. Campy and refreshing. Speaking of refreshing. We're moving on to, if you're ready to move on. Y'all ready? <laughs> Way ready. Way ready. <laughs> I've said too much about this. Uh, Amazing Grace. Fuck yeah. 1974. Which really, I mean, I must have seen this person, but I feel like it introduced me. We're just watching this movie. I hadn't seen it. And Mom's Mabley, who was 80, uh, is of in this course. movie. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll get to all that. Let's just get my little... One sentence thing out of the way. Here is a movie where no matter what happens, people are at least smart enough to shut the hell up and listen to Mom's Mabley. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this movie just follows Mom and lets her walk around and talk shit. Plot? Question mark. Help me out. I guess that's some notes for all of you. (laughs) I know it's got something to do with her new neighbors running for mayor. I, this was so refreshing to me. I this was just movie. yeah. This movie got like an automatic ten. I couldn't wait to give this movie a ten because <laughs> it's just this like old fierce lady, elder fierce yeah. lady. Yeah. And it was just like a treat to watch her talk shit. 
brilliant. Yeah, she reminded me of my grandma so much. Mm-hmm. I just kept thinking of my grandma watching this movie. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's fucking just, love this. It's <laughs> it's a fun movie. It has an important message. She, I, I, I wish there was more films with her because she's amazing. Like if you just put her, like they could just follow her around with a, a, a camera. Might have been what. They did. I mean, she had been a professional comedian, you know, growing up in Harlem and everywhere, uh, you know, and had that shtick of that becoming that character and wearing that that outfit that mm-hmm. she kind of wears and having that hat. And that was like the character of Moms Mabley. And as I said, I watched the documentary Whoopi Goldberg presents Moms Mabley, and it was like freaking amazing. I was ready to give that a 10 until he showed up. Because there's a lot of Bill Cosby in this goddamn documentary because it came out like a year or two (laughs) before we all knew and, you know, everybody was aware and, you know, Bill Cosby shit is usually spared us on the TV. It was just it was shocking to see him show up and it was upsetting and uh, he should be erased from the Mom's Mabley movie because she's too cool. She is very cool. This is a. F- I mean, take. The and she fact- was a lesbian, and it was just. She, I loved hearing about Mom's Mabley. That's so cool. Oh, She's I a, didn't know that. She was eighty years old. Well, they start showing these pictures of her dressed kind of in drag, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, we didn't even think of it as her being gay. That's just like who she was, you know. It's one of those things where you have so much charm that like. <laughs> Really, like you know, it wipes away. Get a pass like in a way. <laughs> I'm stir- I mean, she had a hard life. She had to deal with a lot of shit. The documentary is really informative that way. If there's a way of you know erasing when you know Bill Cosby comes on the screen, I could watch it again maybe, and give people a, a timeline. Right. Walk out of the room at 23. He, he might. <laughs> does he give good information at least? Yeah, it was just really shocking because it'd been years since I had seen him. It's like it, it should have like a trigger warning on it or something. You will see Bill Cosby in this, and but it's like an, he's going to give you information. Maybe they could get like a Bill Cosby stand-in and re-edit it. Maybe we could do that for Whoopi Goldberg. That'd be great. For the world. <laughs> this is, okay, so take her as a phenomenal character out of this movie. This is a fun fucking movie. Um what is the plot? Is somebody so do you remember it starts off with the train conductor's last, or not the train conductor, okay, but the train guy guys. He's like the concierge, and he's not concierge. He's like the guy who's on the train who checks tickets and like does all that shit. It's his last day. He's kind of drunk, and it's like a train full of characters. Oh, I forgot about this. And they're yeah. like going down the thing. You shut the hell up. He's singing and dancing and having a good time. And then Moms gets on the fucking train. He's a he's a vaudeville player uh, player mm-hmm. vaudeville performer who um who was out of work and then had to work the trains right and this is his last day or something yeah he's retiring he's he's done his he's done pretty well on the trains. boogers but uh he meets moms on the train uh and she's just like come home with me like come hang out like you I'm having a good time getting drunk with you and like you ain't got nothing to do <laughs> you're retiring like let's hang out and they get home and as you said there's a, her neighbors running for mayor in this like disused like house, and they're like, "Well, that's that's kind of weird," and so they 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 do this sort of like busybody like let's listen in, uh, or or let's spy on them a little bit, and they see like, uh, his partner the the guy is running for mayor, his partner is getting like 
real drunk and acting kind of weird and then they're like <laughs> we need to really spy on this whole situation so then they they put drop a mic down the chimney oh well my they God, see a stop. white guy in a suit come you guys are gonna love this movie and visit <laughs> and they're like what in the fuck is a white guy in a suit doing visiting a black man's house in this neighborhood mm-hmm. at this time of night yep <laughs> And so they, they they record the stuff that's going on over there. And, of course... They got the secret is, information. Yeah, this is like a, <laughs> a conservative... Uh, the white guy is like a conservative strategist who is hiring this guy who is like a political player. He's been in politics for a while, like... And he, he's like he's like a nerd, right? He, he got into politics to like change the system, get into policy, do all these things, but has found himself being ineffective. Um, he's make you know he's made a, a, a decent living, but he's not actually able to affect change. Um, and with without that ability, is sort of falling back on uh, what what happens to people when they get into politics, right? They they sort of compromise everything, and he finds himself in a situation where they've offered him this massive grant, ten million dollars, um, to to do community work if he runs for mayor because. They don't want him to really run. They want him just to kind of like yeah. partially run so that the liberal guy who's running against the conservative guy can't get the votes because he's going to pull all the black vote away. That from was him. good black exploitation, the spook who sat by the door kind of shit. There it was too. phenomenal. It was great. And then enter moms who is like. That's what, exactly what I was going to say. Enter <laughs> moms mainly to get you on the right track. Who's like a fucking tidal wave. She just like comes in and is like, nope, we're going this way. I don't care what you think or you what you think you're gonna do. You're coming this way. What was that threat at the end? She's like, "I will eat your foot." Or something. <laughs> <laughs> some weird threat. Well, some person remember. had the mis- misfortune of like coming for her, and like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Like, <laughs> she's like 80 years old when she made this movie. The guy's partner <laughs> comes comes out all drunk and talking shit to her, and she just like backs her into a corner and puts her in her fucking place, and she like runs off and like to the country club where he's pre- being presented to all these white businessmen or whatever. Uh, and like makes a scene and he's like, he's had to deal with a lot of this. Cause like, she's become an alcoholic since like, uh, he's gotten more like onto this path of, of just, you know, trying to like work inside the system or whatever. And like, they kind of get thrown out and he goes over there to like deal with the situation. And mom's is just fucking reads him reads him so hard and all of a sudden he's like i guess i gotta run for mayor for real and win this whole thing (laughs) and she's like yeah we're gonna get the youth involved and then they lean on all their friends they made on the train coming home it's just it's fucking great you'll love it (laughs) uh i think you likened it to while we were watching it to oh yeah the the fish that saved pittsburgh Pittsburgh. (laughs) it's like no matter what happens everyone's gonna listen to this little boy But in this case, we're going to listen to this 80-year-old woman. Apparently, her speech at the end, I don't, can't remember. They talk about it in the Whoopi Goldberg movie. It was like somewhat off the cuff, but I'm, it's really inspiring. I liked her speech at the end. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, um, there is a YouTube video. She did a lot of TV appearances in like whatever, the 50s, 60s, and 70s. She did a lot of TV appearances like as, as a comic and uh like johnny carson or whatever but one of them she's on i don't even remember what show it was you could see it on youtube where it's um oh what's his name though like candy man <laughs> sammy davis jr 
Hey, Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. That was really good, actually. Wasn't I that thought bad. you were like, going for like maybe a W.C. Fields. No, because he's famous for the Candyman. Y'all understand uh, the Candyman? Oh yeah, way out, fabulous. The, ca- the okay, Candyman that's... can. Oh baby. <laughs> It falls short a little bit. Kind of. Anyway. A lot of grace being given. It's um he's on the show and they're they're laughing because she's being moms is being moms. And suddenly he's like, you know, will you sing that that song? And she's like, All right. And he says the name of it. I can't remember the name of it now. But it's that song that we all grew up hearing on like ninety seven point one Kiss and FM on the oldies station, and I had no idea that she wrote it. Oh, whoa. And this is like after like, you know, Malcolm X, John F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King were shot and like, you know, the height of the civil rights movement. And she was political as fuck. And she's pretty political in this movie, too. Yes, yeah, she is. But um, she sings that song. It's that, you know, is anybody here? You know where my friend Malcolm is? He goes through all these people that were assassinated. Mm-hmm. It's a song you've heard like a hundred times, you know. It's like, I can't tell you, but she's singing this song. And like, Everybody is like crying. He's like on her shoulder. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh. It's brilliant. I would recommend watching it. Maybe we can uh, try to put a link in the, the this this when we throw it up so that people can watch that. Just put in Mom's Mabley, Sammy Davis Jr., whatever the name of that fucking song is. <laughs> I liked hearing her version. That was also refreshing because I, I don't really like that song. But whatever. <laughs> Just hearing her do it. I was like, okay, these words are kind of cool. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I'd rate this as a 10 as well. Yeah. It's a fucking good movie. This is the real, that movie is the whole reason why you don't remember a whole lot of, of, uh, Trouble T or No, that's what you say. Cause that was a great I was all movie. spent. <laughs> need, need to take a nap and instead we put on another movie. I'm sorry, Mr. T. It wasn't in the car. That was a way better movie than Trouble Man. It, it was, a, it was a better movie. But sometimes it's about the metric, right? Yeah. Thumbs up? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Are you ready to move on? I'm ready. Woo! Uh, This review is going to be vague because the movie is vague, but this is what I got, y'all. Two tons to tow tonight. God. 1975. Okay, the guy from Less Than Zero, Weird Science, Chaplin, and Iron Man's dad... Robert Downey Jr. Sr. gets a crew and actors together to make a pretty cool movie like Magnolia, but made by rad hippies. That's all I have. I don't remember anything that happened in this movie. I remember that I liked it. I remember that this is the director that did Putney Swope, and I love Putney Swope. I think this is the movie we've watched most recently. No, it's one of the ones we watched most recently. I cannot pull it out. Do you have anything else on this movie? Victory might because there, there was a, there was some really good scenes. It's just one of those where it's like I feel like it was scripted, but it's just these like little snippets. It's a style that they do a lot more now mm-hmm. than they had done then. And it wasn't as bad as like Milestone. Oh, now yeah. I remember this movie because it was like it was black and white too, right? Movie, yeah, well, parts of it were. It's a movie without a plot, and it's it's. But I think they wrote of, things. Is it like the girl lives yes. in a hippie house? Yeah, and then she like hook, weirdly hooks up with this guy who is like. You give it way more plot. Who is just like some suburban guy? No. This is the one where we we thought it was more like if you gave people with mental health problems. 
uh, a camera and let them go like videotape like what they do for the day. I liked this it. This is what you would get. And it had that rad lady. I can't. What was her name? Um, but she did like a ton of I different like little vignettes of her like spinning around. It was a scene that you really liked in it. <laughs> uh, there was like almost oh, where it was like seemed like something more from like the '30s, like a Dadaist. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I totally liked that. Um, yeah. I don't know how to describe that though. Well, I know. I think the last <laughs> thing you said was probably right. Like it's a Dadaist sort of. Uh, plotless vignettes driven by people like doing like little emotional pieces, little dance numbers, little just little like. I don't know who this like woman you're talking about. Like, like sort of absurd art. Yes. That also is like deconstructing. There's like some fucked up parts too. of yeah. our society. Like, but in in that like. In that that Dadaist yes. way, but I don't know how to it's like reflecting your sick society back at you. Describe you don't like what you see. <laughs> I'm not very good at describing Dada. No, that's okay. And this <laughs> is oh, who is? Like, I mean, I, this one is hard. It makes but perfect sense. But if you've I would heard recommend of Dada, it. You like that doesn't make sense. Right. Well, I mean, people go to get art history degrees for this. It has thing. the guy from Rushmore's dad in it. <laughs> Remember, I kept saying that. Yes, I was like, it's the guy from Rushmore's dad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But uh, but it's, it, this is a good movie. But like, get high or something for this because like, mm-hmm. it's it, there's no plot, and it's just a lot of little it's scripted. I wouldn't want that to turn people off. No. I I feel like it was worth my time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was. Yeah. That's why I kind of compared it to Milestones. It wasn't as bad as that, even though I still liked Milestones. Yeah. Well, All three and a half hours. Oh Jesus. Yeah, it wasn't like people who are shitty at Dadaist art. No. It was like people who are like really good at it, like and really, really are into Dada, avant-garde, like all that shit. But like, ding. and it was do a really good job of it. It was fun too because like it wasn't just like '70s folks, like like young young performers mm-hmm. and whatnot. It was a lot of oldies that they'd brought back in who were like. You've been doing this since like the, the fucking twenties. Like, yeah, they're like, Oh, you kids are into this again? Let me show you how we fucking invented this shit. <laughs> That's rad. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh Yeah, like I said, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So beyond that I'm not totally sure how to or I think what that's else fine. to say about it, but it was a fun movie. It's Everything worth seeing. that I looked at to help me do that was also kind of like, eh, it falls short. So I think you need to, to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend it. I wish I knew more about the individuals who are in it because it did seem like they were folks who were probably super involved in, in anarchist movements like in the 30s and 40s and stuff. Yeah, it would have been nice to have like little tidbits of information about like who they are and like where they're coming yeah. from. Same goes for like, milestones. Put, put the points that they were making um, into some context. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know that any of those the older folks got really top building. A lot of people don't even give aren't given credit in it. Yeah, there's only like five people that show up for cast. It's weird. Uh, are you ready to move on? Anything else? Uh, okay. Yeah, I would give it a seven. Probably give it a seven. Thumbs up. 
Uh, speaking of thumbs being up, they're going to turn them the other way because Exorcist 2. <laughs> O-M-G. <laughs> um, Exorcist 2, The Heretic. 1977. So we have a new director and almost none of the original cast uh, watch as they try to make a good sequel. They have Richard Burton, as we know from the Medusa touch. Kind of like Hypnotoad. Um, oh my God, I didn't finish That's this. really good. Actually. I fucking, I, I have a, a blank where I was like, and blank, because I'm trying to remember that person's name. Uh, maybe you can help. Uh, I'll also look it up. Because um, there was a priest and a therapist. Who played the therapist? Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, I'll look it up. But um, So you have a, a therapist and a priest try to destroy Reagan's uh, demon's horcrux. And somehow Darth Vader is a bug god who can end the cycle. Uh, there's one kind of scary scene and one gross nail-going-through-foot scene. Discuss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny because... I kind of liked this film. Boo, you did not. And I kind of hated this there film. There we go. It was like both, I agree. both ways. Because um, John Borman directed it. He directed Excalibur and like a bunch of movies. There's some really like, interesting Zardoz. scenes. Yeah, and, and that that kind of shows through like where they're climbing up to the temple on top of that mountain and people are falling off who like can't can't make it to honor God? Uh, Louise Fletcher, God damn it. She yeah. is the, the therapist, I think. Oh, and the therapy scenes are weird as And the fuck. therapy room. That's what I was going <laughs> for. Yeah, because it's all like, it's all glass rooms. Like every room in the therapy center. It's kind of interesting to do. Yeah, I think the only, the only things that were really particularly interesting to me about this film was like the um, the archaeology yeah. took a little bit more center stage. I like that. Um, and then also the architecture oh, yeah. was interesting. Um, I mean, none of those things really fit all that well within this <laughs> movie. <laughs> like, you would never have therapy, where uh, especially like a mental hospital in a, a a a place that is set up like that. <laughs> Be really no. fucked and up. He's like a pushy bastard, um, Richard Burton. Oh yeah, like you wouldn't, you just wouldn't put patients in a a bubble that everyone can just like see all of their like most vulnerable moments in. That's it, like well, I, I'm just super I'm just fucked up doing the like thinking, not pointing to anything. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Something, something on their I, heads. It seems oh, yeah. like somebody wanted to make a different movie. Yeah, it and took they a were turn. like, "We will only let you do this movie if you make it related to a popular film." Yeah, like you, something to make it like automatically ka-ching because we we're not taking a flyer on this shit. They did. <laughs> yeah, well, it seemed like it had a good budget. I mean, there's yeah, there's some money thrown at the wall. Um, but what was the machine though? It's just something it was that you could see your dreams some, or something, like dreamscape yeah. or something. Yeah, it was very like I'm going into your mind to see what's going on. What was yeah, it was like it gave you visuals. Yeah, like there you it, go. Like it would put people into a state of hypnosis, and but you could also see what they were seeing in their subconscious mind, and then also you could connect to people who were put into a hypnotic state into revealing their um, subconscious mind to each other. And what was the, the demon's name? It was like... Beelzebub. No, but it was like... B 
Beelzebub. Gajaguir. It was. Oh, it was a shit, name. I can't remember. Oh, shit. Fuck off. I know. It's, it's right there. It's going to yeah. just like, be dumb. Because it's also <sighs> dumb. Hold on. Listen to the shuffling of papers. <laughs> keep keep discussing. Uh, Pazuza. 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 Uh, right here. <laughs> I wrote Pazuzu. Double zoo. Pazuzu. <laughs> I feel like that shit just like didn't really connect. They're like, we're gonna try to connect. It wasn't really working. No, it it, it wasn't. Uh, it looked good. And remember, Darth Vader was the uh, was Ugh, there was that weird locust. transition scene where like he's. He, He's is oh, he a locust or is he fighting the locust? Like I don't know. He has a cool bug something. costume. I liked it. But then all of a sudden they get there and he turns into like a doctor. <laughs> and he, he's walking around a lab and he's talking about it's like this infection or something like that. I take that. it back. This movie's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's visually interesting uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, I love the way it's shot. Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, it is. It's, the it, sets are cool. Yep. All of that is really interesting. It just should have been a different movie. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> like I said it looks like they threw a bunch of money at this movie. Yeah. And they're just like, I don't know. It needs to follow this basic thing. Make it work. Go. I would say thumbs down, but it's something that I might watch again also. <laughs> yeah. If you like some people and you're drinking and you're having fun or you're smoking weed and it's Halloween and you want to watch a scary movie that maybe really isn't scary. <laughs> you could pop this in that one scene where the demon was like kind of they actually brought the demon back and was kind of squeezing on her heart or his oh, heart yeah, 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 yeah. or Louise Fletcher's heart somebody's heart because they're, they're hooked up to the machine right yeah and that like two minutes I was like okay we got something there build on it they didn't they didn't know pass <laughs> pass uh, I'd give this a six <laughs> I think you're, you're too kind I'm not even gonna rate it I would give this Almost a thumbs up, but not quite. <laughs> like the the part about not making it its own movie that is not part of this like Exorcist franchise, just it it makes it go into the thumbs down. Yep. Also, it was just not really that good of a movie. No. <laughs> it could have been. There was lots of good ideas. It just it was very. Yeah, it just didn't work. It's like everyone that went into the movie theater to see Halloween 3 and the makers of Halloween or whoever, the producers, the people who threw the money at the wall, were like, oh, Halloween. It doesn't really have to be about a serial killer guy in a mask. It could just be Halloween. Halloween 3 has nothing to do with Mike Myers <laughs> in the slightest. They're just like, we're going to make another horror movie about like exploiting children, turning children into killers or killing children. I don't know. <laughs> Which is it's fun to watch, but it's like a bad movie. <laughs> you know, camp. So bad it's good. Like, wait, none of but that's another day. That's for our 80s podcast <laughs> in 2029. I think that might be the only one of those that I've actually <laughs> seen. <laughs> Are you ready to move on to our final, our seventh and final movie? We yes. Can... Oh, shit. I thought that was our seventh. No. Yeah, okay. There's another movie where we're watching it and Victory's like, you know, we all seen this before, right? <laughs> and that is the hot stuff, or just hot stuff, 1979. Two people from Smokey and the Bandit, Suzanne Plachette, and the guy from the Electric Company are cops who are fed up with the justice system oh, yeah. that lets, oh yeah, are they detectives or cops? I don't know, well, whatever. That lets these fucking thieves go. So they become a store <laughs> where people can bring their shit and get cash, cop cash, um, 
they get their hot info. Uh, oh no, sorry. They get their info. Hot was uh, from a sentence above. I didn't have enough room, so I wrote hot too low. <laughs> they bring in their hot shit. That's what it is. Anyway, ugh. they get their info and film them with the loot uh, for airtight evidence. Oh, yeah. They are pretending to be the mob. A fun movie to get high and watch. A comedy made for people who are very high. <laughs> However, I started feeling more and more bad for the folks that were entertaining them, like all the um, the thieves and stuff are these like characters, and it's fun. And then you're like, oh, there's all these people are gonna go to jail, and I'm I've been entertained by these people. Right. It was like this like growing feeling of like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like what. <laughs> There, there's so much to not like about this movie. You didn't yeah. like it? I like it. No, I mean it's 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 a goofy, it's fun movie. Fun and you know it's like it's got that like zany thing going mm-hmm. for it. And it's not Del- too and zany disco though. music and it's not too zany. I yeah, Dom DeLuise is great. Suzanne um, Plachette. He's really he's always fun to watch, but um, just the the overall point of the movie is dumb and like mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean like. There of course, it's, I hope you help it's us like remember. super illegal. This would never fucking happen. I mean, it could happen, but like, <laughs> maybe it's it majorly entrapment. Happen. It just is definitely they wouldn't be the good guys. <laughs> um, and and also like you know the the ending where they're like sending all these poor people who are making mm-hmm. a living stealing stuff, and it's like it's not like anyone's stealing stuff that anyone really needs. Mm-hmm. It's like they're stealing sort of luxury items, so it's like, who the fuck cares? And dumb shit, you know, like some like, fins <laughs> and a badminton set. Here's twenty five bucks. <laughs> they have an endless supply of cash they, to give they, these. They yeah, it was and it's like, and the, and the not endless. And also the pro cop propaganda all throughout it was really annoying. Like, you know the. The like black child coming in trying to sell somebody's the dog. dog oh, what a stole. touching moment! Do you remember that touching moment? I do it's like that. there's no fucking way a cop would be sympathetic. Like they would be a hundred percent. Like oh, we need to treat him like a fucking adult in the system, and oh, he's so evil. Who would steal someone's dog? And, I <laughs> like that. It's refreshing like, to have <laughs> cops be cool, but it also sends the wrong message because like, um, they're not. It's so not true. Yeah. It's like this is just the propaganda that that people are spoon fed, and that when the reality is nothing like that, and could never be because. Of the way that the system is set up to there begin with. Like, the they're still human beings. The it whole premise of this film is stupid, though. Fucked. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I mean, the, the whole <laughs> premise of the film is like... Hot stuff, come this, on. Hot this stuff. department of the police is going to get cut because they don't have a high enough conviction rate. And they're just they're just mired in the rules. Yeah, all, all these liberal all these judges rights. keeping people out of the prisons. Which is That's our real problem. That they say. And it's like, oh, you <laughs> fucking barf. It's cool, though, because they're like, who's going to solve it? We need the guy from Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> That's not, you can't, I can't take it too seriously. The movie is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun watch. The but the the general But like, it's propaganda fucking it's is straight up pig propaganda. Yeah. It's straight the fuck up. And it's gross. I mean I, I get it. I guess. I see that. 
but I don't see that anybody would see it. Like, would be oh, like, but it totally is. Right? No, but it would be like, oh yeah, cops really. But no, because it's such a kind of fantasy. It's like no, it is. But like, the, and everybody's so goddamn high. Films, the people who made it and the people who watched it. Films like that <laughs> are like generally financed by the like police or whatnot no, I to, don't to build know. like a friendly version of police yeah. in people's mind's eyes. So that because a lot of people, especially don't, during that period, right? A lot of middle class <laughs> folks, especially, don't have interactions with police they're just like this mythical like thin blue line that saves us from like these people who are trying to steal all our stuff all the time and it's obvious that that's who the audience is meant to be for this movie it's I'm not meant to be like people it like was not me. obvious it's to like me it meant to be like middle class white people watching this movie would be like oh maybe yeah please. right and so i mean the, the and don't you have racial guilt didn't you feel bad for the guy and the dog <laughs> People learn something. There's a there's a good message in this. Movie. The, the one thing I would say that that this film does that a lot of them don't is like they you know, certainly weren't they're feeling bad. Child, the really, the they were sure they were. The they felt bad. I they're caught. Like, oh, I picked up what they so were throwing. They sympathize with that. They did. But, but at the end of the movie, they are mm-hmm. like having the feels, like hard feels about turn, turning people in, which is uh, something that this movie does. Not enough to not turn them correct. in. Correct. And in the end, everybody's like, or to oh, shut yeah, the whole shucks. thing down. I mean, we're all criminals and, yeah. you know, all our friends, the cops. <laughs> right. What? And they literally fight for the cops, yeah. which is wild. After after they know, they're like, yeah, you're all going to jail. And then the mob comes in and they're like, yeah, we're going to kill this guy. And they're like, no way. Like, Wait, this is your jail out of jail for free card coming right here mm. <laughs> like just let the mob yeah. do its job but that's not hey, you know, let the like mob the do moral, its job <laughs> the moral of the movie i wouldn't get a moral though too Is much that, like, it's too bizarre know, these, these people are like you know oh yeah we're criminals we deserve to go to jail <laughs> hearing all that i still say it's too bizarre i would recommend this movie to watch and get really high it's but everything you're saying y'all are saying is true right but I mean, still, it's just—it's bizarre. I had fun. I would watch it again. I did watch it again. <laughs> it's not high on my list. If we had yeah. to, like, you know, make a list, it'd be other zany, goofy movies that would right. be up there. I mean, I, yeah, I, I did preface all of my critique with the fact that it was fun to watch. Dom DeLuise, especially, is always fun to watch. He has my name. I have his name. <laughs> but. We're Ugh. done. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give this one a six, maybe a we seven. We made it. Six. Yeah, there you go. See? Six. I give I it just, a s- Just as oh, a movie? <laughs> like, not as, like... Cause I would give it a seven, but I'd like to talk to you first for a second and be like, yeah, you know. It is seven, but it's not the best. But, you know, get super high and yeah. have fun. Yeah. And you know, maybe watch a different I, movie. I yeah. <laughs> watch Caddyshack. There's a lot of other films out there you could watch. Uh, and, and better Dom DeLuise But films. if you're like, hey, I've watched yeah. Caddyshack 26 times. I'm dying and I'm really high and I need some help. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, pop in fucking hot stuff. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Ooh. You don't have to watch yeah. Caddyshack, I mean, too. For me, it's a it's a... It's a thumbs down, down, but it's not like a super low, like, God, I fucking hated this thumbs down. It's just like a, uh, it's just got too many problems. Yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm like six on it. Like it, the movie itself. We did it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it there. Never mind. I don't need to go any. any. 
is made well. It's fun. The script isn't bad. It's just it's there's a disco music. Yeah. You get Smokey and the Bandit people if you have to have more Smokey and the Bandit. You need it. <laughs> uh, oh, Smokey and the Bandit without Burt Reynolds, huh? Yeah, right. Maybe this is a treat for you. Uh, just quick remind folks, you can connect to us on Twitter at A Decade Under the Influence. You can connect to us on Facebook by searching A Decade Under the Influence. Um, we're on all the things. Anyway, bye. Stitcher.